You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Fritz, Mike, and Tina, bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. Listen live on the Mixler app and follow us on your favorite platform, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Radio.com. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Twitter at God Stories Radio. This is session 256. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. Hey, everyone. It is Thursday night. Thursday night. What Woo! is going on out there? <laughs> Everything. I know. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Thursday night. Couldn't wait to get oh, here. That's for sure. Goodness, it's been a man. Long, tough week. And we got a bunch of people on Mixler already. I welcome everybody that's on Mixler. You have dialed into a good one tonight, I promise. Yeah, Mike, I hear what you're saying about this week. It has just been brutal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I mean, we were talking before, and just one one of my days this week was unbelievable. I won't get into it, but what we're doing, and especially what we're doing now, uh, Satan just isn't going to sit back and watch it happen. Yeah. Without a fight. Yeah, I've, but we've, we've all gone through this before, multiple mm-hmm. times have. before. Yes. So it's just it's just tough when you're going through it. So just would love to remind the, our listeners, our faithful listeners, to please keep us in prayer. We sure do need it, and um, our families need it too. So we just want to thank you for encouraging us and praying for us and just lifting us up. Um, and uh, I'm really excited this about this week um, because we have part two. Of right. our special guest, which know is it, right? really, really cool. I'm blaming Liberty for all this because, <laughs> uh, you know, she's bringing the spiritual realm up in here. And we have created some unhappiness in the spiritual realm. Oh, I'm realm, sure we have, big and, time. Uh, and that's okay because uh, bring it, you know, bring. just bring it. After she yep. told the story about looking in the mirror and just said, show your face, bring it. We're going to end this now. Uh, I love that. <laughs> I did, too. Uh, that's the best favorite part of the story. I did, too. I like that. But Wow. So, all right. Well, uh, I don't want to take much time. I want to give Liberty as much time as we can. I think, and, she, I uh, think she's going to need it. Uh, and uh, I will uh, turn it over to you, Mikey, and uh, do the introduction, please. All righty. Our guest last week is this week's guest as well. But last week, we let Liberty give her testimony. And if you haven't heard it yet, it's number 255. And what she went through as a young teenager, unbelievable. This week, as I said before, that I just happened upon her YouTube channel. And as I watched the first one that I came across, brace yourself, probably now has been a month or so since then. 
The next one was a follow-up, and it was uh, sandbags. I started to realize that as I was onto something, something that I believe Father wanted me to see. Liberty has had since then, including last night's, three prophetic words that has been that have been let like a step-by-step follow-up to the other. I believe Father had me see these words from Liberty so that I can help spread his word to the GSR family on what season we are and as a country are entering into. Liberty basically has been moving in the, in the prophetic for about six years now, and Spirit Move Ministry was founded in 2018. So, Liberty, it's the floor is yours. Welcome. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. It's, it's awesome to be here with you. It's great to have you, Liberty. Thanks again yes, for is. making the time. Yes, well, she's a busy person, trust me. Yeah, I am a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm very happy to be here and happy to share, you know, everything that I know that the Lord has been speaking to me about the seasons that we're in. And um, so I don't know if, if you, if there's a certain spot you want me to start at, Mike, or um, I, just kind of. I, whatever, whatever you think the Holy Spirit needs you to, to, to take you to, to, um, I believe that uh, I saw the, those things and came across those things so that, uh, you know, with the, with the platform that uh, we have here that uh, yeah. to help spread what you were trying to do on your channel to the extra people yeah. that will listen from uh, the GSR family. And yeah. then these are all YouTube videos that are out there that Mike was n mentioning before. Yes. And I think he was giving yes. the titles of each of the YouTube videos. The first two that I saw, yes. Yeah. Um, well, you spoke of um, brace yourself, but I'm going to kind of uh, back up a little bit and and kind of start with what God kind of started telling me at the beginning of the year, if that's okay. That's fine. Okay. Um, well, uh, kind of how it's, it, it's kind of been flowing since January. Um, and actually, I'll go back before that, before I released uh, my first Times and Seasons word uh, called Such a Time as This. Um, back in, in October, November, uh, I began to tell my husband, cause we meet in a school and cause we're a church plant. And so we were meeting in the gymnasium and, uh, I, I don't know what it was, but it was, it was during our, uh, uh, preparations for the fast that was going to come up at the beginning of the year. We do a 40 day fast and everything in preparation. And I was just preparing for the vision for 2020 and, I kept feeling in my spirit, the Lord was telling me, um, you're going to have home services. Your church is going to be in your house. And I, I went to my husband at like the beginning of November, and I said, I don't know why, but the Lord is telling me that um, we, need, we need to or we're going to move the church to home services. And he said, how is that going to happen? That We have way too many people to do that. And I said, I said, I know. I said, I don't know, but something's up. And um, I believe that we are going to be doing church at home. And um, and then it was about a week later, um, I told him again, um, I said, I said, I'm telling you something is up. I don't know why, but I think that we're going to end up doing church at home. And 
Um, and I said, I don't even know why that would come about. And in, in my mind, the Lord wasn't releasing to me why I knew in my spirit that this big change was coming. And so I just kind of said, okay, God, you know, you know, we're obedient. Um, whether he was, it was going to be a forced thing, which we all found out that it was. Um, but if, or it's going to be just, this is what I need you to do because of whatever reason we didn't know. And so I just knew that the Lord said, you're going to be doing home services. And so January comes and uh, we fast forward a little bit. We're in our 40 day fast. <clears throat> and I tell uh, um, my husband again, I said, I just, something is happening right now, big time in the spirit. And of course, you know, when you're fasting, you're heightened anyway. Mm -hmm. But I said, something big is happening right now. Um, I said, I cannot, there's a stirring and I can't put my finger on it, but um, something's getting ready to go down is basically what I said to him. And, um, and then I went to a couple of our other uh, prayer leaders and I told them our intercessors and I told them the same thing. And they said, you know, we've been feeling the same thing. We just, we just don't know what it is. And so, you know, we just began to go forward and, and do our prayer uh, through the fasting and praying for our vision and, and preparing for all that. And then Come February, the beginning of February, uh, the very first Times and Seasons word I released uh, in history of any of the words that I've released, except for I have released Times and Seasons words to our congregation um, when, I, when I'm letting them know the season that we're coming into, what God's doing right now. Uh, I have done that, but I haven't actually officially done it worldwide um, until the beginning of February when he began to share with me in the spirit, just telling me, you know, to, to go, go read this and, and go to Zephaniah and, um, you know, go to Haggai. And he's telling me to do all these, these different readings um, for my study time and having me underline certain verses. Well, I always know it's kind of how it goes is he will, he will highlight a couple of verses and I won't have any idea why, I just write it down. I highlight them and I know that he's going to have me chew on them for later. And just, uh, they're going to be for a word or something that he's doing. And, um, so I'm, I'm going through this. And then next thing, you know, we're in the middle of March and we were going to a conference in New Mexico and uh, we were taking all of our leaders to this conference, uh, about healing and miracles. And so we went there, and on the last day we were there, I get a phone call from the school. Of course, we already knew the virus was an issue, but nothing had been shut down yet. And, um, you know, basically they called me, and they said, uh, we hate to tell you this, but when you come back, you guys have to pack up your stuff, and you have to leave the school. And we were like, okay. And they said, we're on lockdown. Everybody's on lockdown, the whole school district. And we said, okay. Okay. Um, you know, we'll make sure we do that um, when we come home. And so that kind of, you know, that happened. And then after that is, um, you know, when I came home, I began to just mull over everything that God had been telling me and speaking to me in my journal that I had been writing down for the last four weeks prior to that week in mid-March. And the Lord basically said to me, such a time as this. And, um, and I said, okay, he said, this is, I'm giving you, this is times and seasons word, and I want you to release it. And this is what I'm doing right now. Cause I had asked him, I said, God, what is going on? Like, what are you doing? Is this a part of, 
you know, is this times and seasons? Is this, you know, is just, just, you know, okay, the devil and, and the virus. And um, he said, no, he said, um, I'm preparing to do a mighty work. And then he gave me the work such a time as this. And he, and I outlined the whole thing. If you, if you go back and watch the video, um, the whole word is that I'm, that he's preparing to do a shaking worldwide and no one is going to be left out of it. It's, it's a worldwide thing. It's not just America. And so uh, I, in obedience, released that word publicly, um, knowing that, you know, I would probably get backlash and that would, you know, start a, a whole other form of persecution. Hmm. But I, I knew that what God was telling me. And he said, basically, he was very clear. I am preparing to shake the nations. And he said, um, it's not even just about this virus. He said, it's much bigger than that. And I'm preparing, um, you know, for what I'm going to do to prepare for the end time revival and uh, the final great awakening. And I just said, you know, okay. And so I, I, I released the word and uh, was obedient to that. And he basically told me that there is going to be wailing in the second quarter. And I said, by our standard or calendar. And he said, yes. And uh, which would have been um, uh, April, May, and June mm -hmm. is the second quarter of our year. He said, there's going to be whaling in the second quarter. And I said, I said, okay. And so that was part of the, the shaking word that I released that the whaling was coming and um, we were coming into that season. And at that time I had no, you know, no one knew about the riots coming. You know, none of us had any idea, but he said that we're coming into a serious time of whaling. And uh, as I shake the nations, I'm going to be preparing to, uh, for those who have relied on silver and gold, they're basically going to learn that they can't. And those who have lifted their heads up, um, thinking more highly of themselves, basically, probably, I would say, in some kind of political realm or whatever, um, they are going to be hewn down. And he said, I'm taking care of business uh, over this next season and I'm doing a master reset. And so I released that word and I really didn't get any other times and seasons words um, until he gave me the word faulty foundation. And the faulty foundation prophecy, which was a times and seasons word, mm -hmm. Um, I was at Prayer Mountain, and he basically told me, um, "You're, you know, you need to know that this is this is what's happening right now." And I was just praying and and in deep intercession, and um, he said, "I am redoing the foundation of the entire earth, world, the Christian system, the body of Christ. I'm redoing the entire foundation." And he said, um, "And and." Just so you understand, and the listeners understand, it is, it's going to seem like a lot of my words are targeted to the body of Christ, but it's very clear in the Bible that it starts in the house of God. So whatever work he's going to do, we have to get ready first, um, because then we have to be the answer to their questions. We have to be the answer to people who are now going to be coming to Jesus because they're going to you know, get saved through this whole thing. And, uh, you know, he had mandated me to just begin to fast for the body of Christ. So I began to do that in obedience. 
And so this is why I keep I kept getting the times and seasons words for the body of Christ. And the such a time as this was for the whole world, but the faulty foundation was for the body of Christ. He said, the body of Christ has been built on a faulty foundation. Liberty. And he said, sorry, what was that? I Go was ahead. just going to say that um, I, I had an article that was sent to me yesterday, as a matter of fact, about um, uh, Faldwell Jr., and uh-huh. um, just some of the things with him and his wife about um, some kind of a, like a fatal attraction type of plot. And I thought about yeah. you when, when this was sent to me because you were saying that it starts in the house of God as mm-hmm. far as the cleaning up process, right? Yeah. Yep. And, you know, um, the Levites had to be pure first. The Lord was very clear about that. Um, if you look through the Old Testament, mm-hmm. for the temple, uh, when when Hezekiah went in and began, and the couple of other kings in that season throughout that actually were serving God fully, when Hezekiah went in, he he started with the house of God, and you know we have to be prepared to receive the harvest that's going to come in with the shaking and. So the Lord told me the church has been built on a faulty foundation and I have to break it up and start over so that it's built on a proper foundation because the way that that church has been done, it, it, it has not been of me. It has been built on a faulty foundation. It is, it is man-made. It is not Holy Spirit made and Holy Spirit led. And, um, you know, I have to do some excavation. And so I released that word called faulty foundation. And, you know, I I said in that word too, I know it sounds as though I'm targeting the body of Christ, but for whatever reason, for the times and seasons words, he has called me to fast and pray for the body of Christ. And then when I do that, then he gives me these words about what he's doing. And, you know, it's going to seem very targeted, and my goal isn't to make the body of Christ or the church as a whole feel just terrible because, you know, that's not what God is saying. He's just saying that it starts with us. Revival starts with each of us. Right. And we can't spread it to others if our foundation is faulty. Right. And if, if we're built on religion and we're built on, uh, you know, man-made Christianity or man-made church, we, the Lord basically was so clear with me and he was just straight up. And that's how he, he talks to me straight up. And he said, I cannot, the end time harvest cannot come in and be sustained on the foundation that we're currently on. And he said, I'm in the process of redoing that um, through what's coming. And so I said, okay, I released that word. And then he had a little bit of time goes by. And next thing you know, he gives me the word um, that I released called 20 minute de-wrinkle cycle, the mm-hmm. prophetic dream that I had. And in the dream, um, I'm, I'm in my room and I have this really wrinkled shirt bundled up in a ball. And I'm like, oh, I need to fluff this. Because if I want to wear it, I need to fluff it. So I go in, I put it in the dryer, and I'm sitting there watching it fluff. I put it on the de-wrinkle cycle, and I'm watching it on the 20-minute 
20 minute, 20 minute. And it, and the 20 minutes kept going over and over in my head in the dream. And so that was the entire dream. And, and when I woke up, I asked the Lord, I said, what was that about? And he said, I have the church on a 20 minute de-wrinkle cycle. And he said, it's time to get fluffed up. <laughs> and he said, the, the spirit has been lacking and, uh, it's time for the church to get fluffed up. And he said, I'm doing a very quick de-wrinkle. And so I was like, okay. And so I wrote the word down and uh, he, so I released that word, the de-wrinkle cycle that, you know, God is trying to remove the wrinkles. He said, I'm coming first of all for a bride without spot or wrinkle. And so I have to do some work. I have to de-wrinkle the church and the body of Christ to prepare them to be full of life to receive the harvest because if people come in into religion or a man-made church, that it cannot be sustained. Mm -hmm. it, their salvation cannot be sustained in that. There has to be the Holy Spirit. There has to be a, a spirit-filled life. That is what keeps us going and being able to grow and have what we need to actually stand firm and not, you know, walk away from God after a couple of years when the fun dies off of, you know, the honeymoon period of our first part of our salvation. Although mine was not a honeymoon period. I don't think <laughs> I ever had a honeymoon. And so I would have loved to have had a honeymoon stage, but um, he said, you know, it's time for the church to be de-wrinkled and he's doing a quick work. And in the word I released, uh, the way he gave it to me was, you know how when you go and you throw your shirt in the dryer and you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to de-wrinkle it. And then if you take it out too soon, it's not, it's not fluffed. You know, mm -hmm. you have to leave it in there long enough for the heat to heat it up and get rid of the wrinkles. And he said, I am getting ready to bring on the heat <laughs> and it's going to be painful because the church has to get some wrinkles out and the same way that that shirt has to stay in, in the dryer to be de-wrinkled is the same way that I'm going to be bringing the heat and the fire to the body of Christ to remove some of the wrinkles and the stains because it has to happen. It has to happen. They have to be able to sustain my final glory outpouring to bring in all the souls, you, you know, because he, he, God is, he wants everybody. He wants every soul to the best of our ability it's mm -hmm. our job to participate and be his hands and feet to do that and so we have to be ready to do that and we have to be fully fluffed up that's, and, what, that's what it says in the bible in timothy that he wants all men to be saved yes he wants all men to hear and all men to have an opportunity to receive him and there are so many more so many more souls that we still have to reach and, you know, and bring in, there's so much harvest. And, uh, those that, that are currently working, he said that, you know, because it's usually many are called, but few are chosen and, you know, few actually follow the call. And so, but the few that are doing it, if they're going to actually do the job, then, you know, God has to do this mighty work and it's going to include a cleansing in the church it has to because it starts with the levites it starts with us first and we you know 
we if if we're a hip not that we're a hypocrite if we're doing that um because we're going to make mistakes we don't have you know to be perfect only god is perfect but the goal is is to be fully sold out and being spirit led and spirit filled because that is what is going to bring in the souls and attract them the holy spirit has to be the you know we have to be being led by the holy spirit all the way and be willing to walk in that um as the body of christ and and not deny the holy spirit and um and so basically so moving on um i'm just going to kind of track through i don't know you know what all ones you're hoping that i highlight but basically that the next word that i that i got was uh the storm is coming and uh, i released that word and that was just i was in deep prayer and the lord I, I was out and I was feeling very, very grieved and very, very sad, and it would not leave. And I said, out on my prayer drive, I said, Lord, I said, what is going on? Um, this will not leave. This grieving that I'm feeling, <clears throat> it will not leave. And um, and I said, is there something that, you know, I need to rebuke? And so I rebuked a few things. and um, And then he just basically said, a storm is coming and I said or I had I had a vision of waves that I had previously had before uh, Pentecost Sunday so he reminded me of those waves and he said he said a storm is coming and I said okay and so I began to pray and I asked him I said I said what do we need to do and he said you know you need to buckle up and tighten up and I said okay, what does that mean? And he said, buckle up means you need to get on the boat. And it was, the boat thing was already back then, even though I didn't even know it was a thing until God brought that into formation later. But he said, um, the boat's going to rock and it's going to get rough and you're going to have to buckle up and you're going to have to trust me. The same way that I was asleep on the boat and the disciples were freaking out, you guys are going to have to buckle up and not freak out. And you need to know that you're going to have, there's a ride coming and you're going to have to get ready for it and you need to buckle up. And I said, okay, well, what does tighten up mean? And he said, uh, you need to watch your money. You need to get, you know, get your finances in order and you need to make sure that you're paying attention um, to your finances and don't spend frivolously. And I said, okay. And then I released that word, um, the, the storm is coming and that was before brace yourself that was the the other times and seasons word that he gave me um and then now then he began to take me into more still about the body of christ but now more about the worldwide what's coming ahead and so um you know i released the word uh, a storm is coming and then uh fast forward um you know, there was other things I believe I released um, in between, and then we were on vacation. I'm never on vacation. We were on vacation. <laughs> that doesn't happen. We were on vacation, and uh, I was up early because I still get up and have my time with God, even if I'm on vacation. And so I got up to spend time with the Lord, and it was about 6.30 a.m., and uh, and I was praying, and he gave me the waves again. And I said, I said, Lord you know, why are you showing me the waves again? And 
I said, you know, I know a storm is coming. I said, so, and he said, the waves are coming. And I said, okay. And he said, uh, I said, what do we need to do? And he said, um, uh, you need to, you know, get ready and brace yourself, basically. And so then I asked him, you know, what do we need to do to get ready? And he said, you know, and if you guys have watched the word, you'll know, you know, uh, what he told me to release with that word. But basically that we need to get ready by getting on our faces, making sure that we are in pure devotion and worship to him because the strength of the Holy Spirit is what's going to it's going to take us through. And we have to brace ourselves um, <clears throat> by basically letting his his spirit give us something to hold on to and uh you know um when he gave me that word he had reminded me of a dream i had had a year before that prophetic vision before any of this was happening and um in the dream uh we were on vacation we were we were playing in the water and as we were you know, with all my family, we were swimming and we were at a, at a somewhere where it was all water and we were just, you know, playing in the water and swimming. And the next thing you know, behind me, I hear a really loud cracking noise. And I was just like, like ice cracking. And I turned around and there was a huge iceberg that cracked and fell a little bit. And then I turned around and I looked at my family and I said, um, here we go. And then boom, the, the, the ice hit the water. And then I felt the water rush towards us and the waves come towards us. And our necks, it was up to our right below our chins, but we were all able to keep our head above water and we were kind of being tossed around, but we weren't drowning. And I didn't feel afraid at all in the entire dream. And the Lord said, you need to get ready and brace yourself because the waves are coming. And you need to trust me that if you keep looking up and you 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 go into pure worship, you you make me number one, I'm going to give you what you need, the fresh oil that you're going to need to brace yourself because you're going to need my Holy Spirit to keep your head above water, basically. Um, but then the encouraging side was that we can trust that that he will, if we're faithful to him, and we're being obedient and we're getting ready, he will keep our head above water. But it doesn't mean we don't need to brace ourselves and we don't need to prepare ourselves for, um, you know, an impact, basically. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so he gave me that word and uh, and I believe the next, the next one, I don't know if you wanted me to elaborate any more on that, but um, that was just very clear, you know, and and honestly, it was I was going to name it originally, uh, you know, get ready, embrace yourself. But I was like, that's a long title, so I named it Brace Yourself. <laughs> and um, but the day that I received that that word, the next day is when I actually released it. And I didn't have time to release it, but that next day, the Lord was like, you need to not sit on this. You need to release the word I gave you yesterday. And I said, okay. And so I released it um, in my hotel room and just filmed it very quickly and got it done and uh and then i released it and the uh then fast forward um the lord had given me another times and seasons word which i hadn't had time to release yet but i had written it down i don't always release words 
right when I get them because the Lord will tell me it's not time. And when he tells me that, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to rush out. Now, with Brace Yourself, he told me, and, and a storm is coming, he said, you need to release them now. And so I'm obedient when he, when he says that. But if he's not giving me an urgency, I will just wait because I'll know it's, it's not time for people to hear it. And um, the separation word, which was basically the next one about the body of Christ, the season that we're coming into, and that word was, was basically I was at Prayer Mountain again, and the Lord told me, he said, separation. And I said, okay. I said, what does that mean? And he said, uh, he told me uh, the verses to go to in Matthew where Jesus talks about the separation between the wheat and the tares. Mm. And he said, the separation is beginning. And he said, um, he basically took me through that. And he said, I'm beginning to separate the wheat from the tares. And and so he, he told me when I was on vacation the next day, he said, it's time to release the word the prophecy separation and this is all about the body of christ and i talked about in that word that a lot of people want to think uh you know you can you can have uh, several different thoughts about it but this is what the lord told me he he said to me when i was sitting there at prayer mountain he said many people think that the tares are the unsaved people and he said but the thing is the tares were growing among the wheat mm. and he said that means they were in the same building they were they were doing the same thing which means they were probably there within the church and they call themselves christians and i was just like whoa you know and um and so he gave me that word about how he's beginning the separation between who's who who is who, who's legit and, and I know that some people will, will say, you know, well, that just sounds really terrible. I think I'm legit, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's not, it's not that I'm saying anyone um, isn't going to be received, but his word is very clear. And he said, I'm separating the wheat from the tares. And the wheat, need, I mean, the tares need to be pulled up and removed from the wheat and burned up. And they're going to be burned out. And basically what that means is it doesn't mean automatically that somebody's being judged. What it means is those who are real, the real wheat, will still be there and be ready to be used, you know, to bring in the harvest. And um, he said the separation has to happen first. I have to separate the wheat and the tares. And he said, that's the season we're coming into for the body of Christ. I mean, there's so much he's doing. He said, I'm doing a quick work because I don't have time to waste. And and so he just continued to give me these words about what he's wanting to do um, in the body of Christ. And I was just like, you know, wow, Lord, you know, you're there's so much you're doing right now. Um, and, and I know that he, he says he, he, it needs to be a quick work. Because there's stuff coming that we need to be able to do, you know, get prepared to, to work and to carry the glory and minister to the unsaved. And, and we have to get ready. And he can't have any more nonsense. And, you know, he said, I have to, the foundation needs rebuilt. You know, I have to bust that up. I have to begin the separation from the wheat from the tares because the tares will choke out the wheat. Mm-hmm. And then my church will not be my church. My church will be Jezebel's and Absalom's and Ahab's mm-hmm. and, you know, those that are not there to seek the Lord, serve the Lord, 
follow the Lord, obey the Lord, um, they're there for an agenda. And they're in church, but they're not really of the church. Mm-hmm. And their heart is not one with the body, basically. Um, they really just want to do their own thing. And he said, you know, I can't have that disunity going on in my body when we have all these souls to bring in, and it's going to be your guys' job to disciple them. And he said, if, if the church is divided inside, people are going to see it real quick. And if, if, if they get saved and they're on fire and they come in and they see, you know, people backbiting and gossiping about each other in church mm-hmm. when we're supposed to be the body, where it's not supposed to be about that. It's supposed to be about we're there to serve Jesus and to follow him and to grow in him and to be his hands and feet. And he said, so many people will not stay in the church if the if, if it's, you know, if the separation doesn't happen first. And so... Um, he said it's so important that that the that the tears get removed because they're a hindrance to you know my spirit fully being able to move, and all they do is cause resistance and distraction within the church. And um, I know for a fact, you know, uh, being a pastor, if you have someone in the church that's walking as a tear, you you're constantly having issues with them. And it's not that you don't love them. You do, and you want it to change. You want them to grow. You don't want to keep having problems with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not that you look at them as a problem. Uh, you know, like for me, my heart is to see them grow, but that doesn't always happen that way. Uh, they just end up sucking everything out of you. And then and then we're, me and uh, my husband are giving all of our energy to one person. And... You know they don't they don't really want to change because they're a tear they're not a wheat right and they're there for the wrong reason and so um, you know uh, the Lord is just giving me so much about the body of Christ and at the same time I'm so excited and amazed because I know that in the end it's going to be wonderful it's going to be wonderful when the church is completely ready the way God wants us to be ready. And we're back to, not that we're going backwards, but we're at a place where we can actually walk as the disciples walked and know that we're going to walk in power and authority and the Holy Spirit is going to, you know, going to lead us in everything that we do. And, you know, that's what's going to rock the world is the Holy Spirit taking charge and Mm -hmm. you know um it sounds like a lot of you know oh my gosh you know the body of christ we're terrible no god god has to do this to prepare us and sometimes it it has to be painful it's just the way it is we we grow more through pain unfortunately Mm -hmm. but you know in the end we'll look back and go praise jesus that he didn't leave us the way we were absolutely and you know and we're we're on a sure foundation now and we know what we're doing as the body of Christ and as the church and we're ready to love these souls and to disciple them and you know make sure that uh, they figure out that Christ is real and that his hope is real and that that everything is real heaven and hell is real the bible is real and um and so that's you know so important and and, you know, nobody likes to be put in a boiling pot, you know, 
but we're that's what the Lord has the church the church's season is the boiling pot he's trying to get rid of the impurities and um, and so basically you know fast forward beyond that there's more words for the body of Christ beyond that but mm-hmm. uh, then he began you know the next word he gave me for the season that the world is in um, was we're in a standstill and uh, we came home from vacation and I was sitting there and, and I was, it was like three days we were home. And I said, Lord, is there anything you would like to share with me? And he said, we're in a standstill. And I said, okay. And I said, what does that mean? And that's when he told me to go to Joshua 10. And then I read through where he, you know, commanded the, the son to stand still for a whole day so they could have time to fight. And, and the Lord said, I have, I have, started a worldwide standstill and he said nobody's moving forward it doesn't matter how many times they say and this is literally what he told me and i this is that my goal is not to scare anybody but he literally told me he said it doesn't matter how many times everyone keeps trying to get back to normal i'm not going to allow it and he said we are in a standstill and we are not going to move there's no movement except for the, the movement that I'm doing, which is the cleansing. And he said, everything that we're seeing is, is to lead up to my quick work that I'm doing, my de-wrinkle, my separation, my excavating of the foundation. He said, everyone keeps trying to figure out how to, how to you know, do this or do that or, or you know, get the church to be like this or whatever, whatever it is, trying to go back to normal. And he said, there is no going back to normal. He said, I don't want anybody to go back to normal. And he said, we're in a standstill and we're going to be that way for this season. And there will be no moving forward basically um, with man's agenda with, and when I say man, I even mean the church, the, the church's agenda on on how they think church should be or how they think church should be run. Um, whatever it is we've always done, the Lord's like, stop, you know, uh, we're not going back to normal. He said, we're in a standstill and we're going to stay here until I've done the work that I need to do for you guys to, to then go forward. Um, and he said, you know, the same way that Joshua I stopped time so he could defeat the enemy. He said, I'm stopping time so that I can defeat the enemy. And he's already defeated the enemy at the cross. But he said, I'm stopping time for everybody worldwide and not letting anything go back to normal or or how we think it should be or anything because... This is, this is how we fight evil. When I do my mighty work, the same way that Joshua was then able to go in and conquer the land and get rid of all those five kings and that represented all those areas and territories that were coming against them, the same way, you know, this standstill is going to give me time to, to prep the church, to cleanse the church, and then... During this season, I'll be shaking the harvest loose. And he said, there will be no moving forward because we are in a standstill. 
And uh, I said, okay, you know, how long is this, the day going to last, you know? And he didn't tell me. And it could just be 2020. There's going to be effects way past 2020, of course. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a fight to be had, definitely, especially in the political world. So um, there's a whole lot that has has to be dealt with. But, you know, he made it very clear that that everyone that keeps trying to move forward, he said they're interfering. He said they're interfering with me and my work trying to go back to normal. He said, because if they're continually trying to go back to normal, they're not going to they're not going to see what's in front of them, what I'm trying to do in them right now. The season that they're in, they keep trying to go back to an old season. I'm bringing you guys out of that season and we're in a whole nother season. And, um, you know, and basically, especially for the body of Christ, he decides what our season is. We don't get to decide that. And we don't get to decide what normal is. He gets to decide that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so he, he was very clear that there is no going backwards. And he is going to let us be in a standstill. And, you know, I, I'll just say this, you know, um, one example of that was after I released the word. Shortly after that, we found out that um our state was going to open up. And I said to my husband, I said, that is not a good idea. I said, the Lord made it very clear that he's up to something and we cannot interfere. And if if we open up too soon, this is going to be really bad. And uh, I know in my spirit, it's not going to be good. And so they did, they opened up and then it wasn't good. And then we had to shut back down. And because the virus went crazy and it, it got really, really bad. And way worse than it had been from the beginning. And then, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, we, we basically all had to go back into lockdown. And, and so the Lord's making it very clear, you know, ultimately I'm the boss and I'm doing the work here and everybody just needs to get on board with what I'm doing and not try to interfere with it. And, um, you know, and so he had given me that word and that was a worldwide Uh, prophecy he had given me that brings to a close liberty turnip seeds prophecy and testimony join us next week for episode 257 as she will conclude part three on prophecy all right well that about wraps it up for session 256 i'm fritz i'm mike and i'm tina god bless god bless god bless